Welcome to the Parenting is Heartwork podcast. This is Dr. Scott Taransky, and I'm excited to be with you today to talk about a very important subject that seems to be plaguing our society more than ever. And I'm joined today with Elena Svetslot. Elena, welcome today. I'm glad that we could spend some time talking. Hi, Dr. Scott. Hi, parents and everyone listening. Indeed, uh, very grateful to be together and learn some more um practical tools and concepts um, strongly based on biblical values about parenting. And today, we will indeed deal with um, a very important topic, I think, for parents and children alike, um, and that is stress, how to uh, deal with emotion of stress, of um, anxiety, I would rather say, being anxious, being um, restless, um, having a hard time you know, uh, um, doing activities, doctors, but I know you are uh, working with all sorts of children with um, a lot of anxiety from, you probably have seen from all the extremes. And it's something that seems to be more and more prevalent in our uh, society nowadays. How would you describe um, in a way that's more um, friendly to parents, how would you describe this emotion and where does it come from? How is it generated? Um, that it makes such a you know such a big impact on us and and our children. Yeah, anxiety is uh, one of those common experiences that we all have in life, and anxiety isn't bad necessarily. Anxiety can be good when a person feels a little bit um, butterflies in their stomach because they have an upcoming important meeting that can help them to focus and do well at that. Uh, when a child uh, it feels anxious about an upcoming test, it can motivate them to study harder. There's a good sense of anxiety, except when it crosses a line. And when it crosses the line, then the child can't sleep or can't eat because he's got a test the next day, or uh, a person becomes isolated because of anxiety. And then it crosses this line that makes it unhealthy and damaging. So Uh, Keep in mind that anxiety, though, happens at all ages. When a nine-month-old baby reaches, it's usually about nine months old, when they cling to mom and don't want to go to someone else. Mm -hmm. Whereas before that, they didn't really care. But now at nine months, they hit this one area of development where now they're feeling a little more anxious about that. When children uh, are Uh, going to bed at night. Some of them are afraid of the dark Mm. or using the restroom in a public restroom. These are all anxiety uh, situations that young children are experiencing. And when children get a little bit older, sometimes they have a hard time with specific challenges, whether it be um, the dark or whether it be uh, afraid of water or or animals or, or all kinds of different challenges. When The problem happens, though, when these children or even teenagers become paralyzed by life, that they can't function, they can't socially interact, uh, they spend time engaging in activities that are self-soothing, that are unproductive, like uh, engaging in video games or Mm. taking up a habit like smoking. Mm. Uh, These kinds of things are unproductive for a child. And so it's very important to know and to help these children to be able to manage the challenges that they face. Anxiety is a a difficult experience. and, And many times it's caused, one, because 
young people or children find themselves in a situation they can't control. They wish they could control it, but uh, they can't control what's happening. I wish that I could control the grades I'm going to get. Or I could control my friends or how many likes I'm going to get on Facebook or something. You know, they have this desire to control life. And the other is, I wish I knew things I can't know. If I just knew what was going to happen next week, mm-hmm. then I would feel better. But we live with these uncertainties many times, and we live with the inability to control life so that anxiety fills that space many times in ways that aren't helpful. I mean, it used to be that if an if a plane crashed in some other country, you wouldn't even hear about it. Now, instantly, mm-hmm. it's posted on the website with, uh, with a, a YouTube video or or you've got dramatic footage of war that's taking place. And mm. those continual images uh, do something to the brain and make, um, make it very challenging for many children to experience life in a good dimension. Certainly, that's so true. That's so much open, open information and so much imagery because our children are like sponges and they are do absorb a lot of images, a lot of... Um, a lot of the content that's nowadays shared, which is so, so unfiltered. So indeed that can really have an effect. So that, that's just a little warning sign for parents. And we will discuss this in a, in a further uh, future episode. Then we will be talking about technology. I know that's a really big part of our lives, but um, indeed keep, you know, to keep an eye on, on uh, their electronic use um, and, and the information they get, uh, they get to see. Uh, Dr. Scott, how would, a parent who, um, we talk about this a lot in our uh, parenting coaching about uh, uh, the different kind of emotions. We have re- spoke about this in, a, uh, in an interview and how they're good for for us and for the children. And we just, through develop training and through um, uh, certain work, we can get to help our children manage this. And, and uh, whilst we don't really, we cannot really get rid of it fully, we can really work with it and and help uh, help them overcome uh, high anxiety how would you uh, uh, start uh, with a with a child which let's say has um, some level of medium anxiety um, how would you coach the parents to to work with this child and what would you say okay this is something you shouldn't do and um, what would be more of the things that they would do well let's first realize that Parents are the best counselors mm. for their children if they have a good plan. I, I find that many parents rush off to get their six-year-old into play therapy or their eight-year-old into counseling. And, and I find that, for the most part, that kind of uh, counseling is not all that helpful for children. Mm. I'm not saying it's never helpful, but for the most part, parents are the best counselors for their children if they have a good plan. Why is that? Because parents are with them so much. Mm. And they can turn daily experiences of life into learning experiences and exercises. Children need these. So uh, parents could do a lot if they understand and have a good plan. Let me take you to a passage of scripture Mm. that we use. In a previous session, we talked about how we, in the coaching program, when we're helping a child overcome emotional turmoil, we put them into intentional controlled, stress-producing situation in order to learn how to manage their anger or disappointment or their anxiety. 
we not being mean to children. What we do is we help them formulate a plan. We formulate the plan with them. And whether they like it or not, we're going to put them in some stress producing situations. We're not, we don't take a child's afraid of water and throw them in the water, mm. but we do move him toward the water uh, in ways that are controlled. So we're not being mean to a child, but we are helping them to overcome their fear of the dark or their, their anxiety, general anxiety that they're experiencing. But let's, um, let's take that to the next to the next step. Let's go a step further with this by talking about uh, children who find themselves moving down a path. And when they find themselves moving down this path, they make a choice, a fork in the road of whether to start engaging in this cyclical negative anxiety producing thinking. It mm -hmm. generates two things. One is it, it generates a mind that starts racing and a heart that just feel, starts to feel overwhelmed. It almost feels mm -hmm. like it comes on. It's hard to manage. I mean, anybody who has an anxiety challenges knows that sometimes it just feels overwhelming. It just kind mm -hmm. of appears. You get a trigger of some kind. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, whoosh, you have this total anxiety. And so we want to help children to be able to manage that. And, and one of the greatest tools that we can use, and we use a lot of different tools uh, to build the internal integrity that children mm -hmm. need to face their their challenges. But one of the strongest tools I found as I work with children and their parents is uh, the spiritual resources that we have. What does it mean to trust the Lord? Well, when I don't know what's going to happen next, and I wish I could know things I don't know, and I can't even know, trust becomes this very important factor. Sometimes it's trust in, in myself that I'll be able to face challenges, or trust in my parents that they will help me, or ultimately trusting in God that he has things all under control, or he knows the information that I can't um, understand or grasp right now. Mm -hmm. And so he has this, and we learn how to trust. It's such a valuable tool. So trust exercises become a very important part. But Philippians uh, 4, 6, and 8 gives us some really good ideas. It says there, um, uh, do not be anxious about anything, but mm. with prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, that's a key tool here. Mm. Make your request known to God. And so there's this uh, ability to learn how to pray. I, I say to kids, God wants to give you grace to deal with your challenges in life. But grace is like a shower. If you go into the bathroom, you're not going to get wet. It's when you mm -hmm. step into the shower, you get wet. So the shower is continually running of God's grace. It's always available to us. And it's more than we need to match the situation that we're facing. But you have to take steps of obedience and get in the shower in order to experience God's grace. Do you want to have that peace in your life? I say that the, the fruit of the Spirit has these nine different parts. I, I ask a child to read them. Well, which ones of these nine things do you think you would like to have? Just give me one or two that you think are great. Invariably, a child will say, peace. I want peace. Mm. I say, great. I can show you how to get peace. Notice it, where it comes from in the Bible. It comes from the Holy Spirit. It's a super natural skill it's a superpower is peace it's like see the holy spirit lives in your heart if you're a christian but he's not just a plaque on the wall of your heart he's a he's moving around in there he's got this this fruit ball and one of them is peace and here's what happens with peace peace when peace is this quality that sucks up it's like a sponge it sucks up the extra energy that's making you go crazy Okay, this energy that you invest in thinking all these thoughts or your heart starts racing, the peace of God is this really powerful sponge 
that you have access to, but it requires that you embrace God's grace in this way, and he gives you that peace. Let me show you how to do it. I say it's a great exchange that takes place. And I go back to Philippians 4, 6. Don't be anxious about anything, but in, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make your request known to God. That is, put it in the suitcase, I say. you got to learn how to put it in God's suitcase, because your suitcase isn't big enough to carry around this anxiety in life. And that's why you're feeling this anxiety. You've got to give it to the Lord. You've got to turn it over to him. And I'm going to show you in very practical ways that we do that. But the point is, put it in the suitcase. And when you do, we have this great exchange that takes place. The great exchange goes like this. He says, and with thanksgiving, make your request known to God. That's put it in the suitcase. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding. That's, you can't figure it all out. It's, it's just a supernatural peace that comes waves over you. Mm-hmm. will guard two things, your heart that's racing and your mind that's going crazy with thoughts. It will guard both of those things uh, with this peace. So guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So there's this, this transformation that takes place, this transaction. When you put your worries and your concerns and your anxiety into the suitcase and you receive then this peace of God, it's God's grace like washes over you like you're in the shower. It's such a great thing. And so we practice these exercises with children as just one of the things, many things that we do. We've got other kinds of activities we do, but this is such a strategic one that I want to emphasize it in this particular session here. See, parents, sometimes when a child starts to be anxious, try to argue their child out of the anxiety. This is rarely helpful. I'm not saying it's never helpful, but it's rarely helpful to tell a child, you know, it's not very likely that you know what the chances of our house getting struck by lightning are it's just so small but the child comes back with well it's possible <laughs> and um and so it's just hard to argue what i teach children how to do and this is part of the therapy for them is what they must learn how to jump tracks mm-hmm. jump tracks means they've gone down this path down the anxiety path and they need to jump tracks into the other track of peace they have to jump tracks but it doesn't come by walking backwards and arguing them out of it you can't usually argue with someone who's anxious you have to say to them basically this change the way you're meditating the way you're thinking make a determination to think differently Uh, and when you do you jump tracks that's what happens in verse 8 of philippians chapter 4 he says whatever's true whatever's right whatever's just uh, whatever's honorable, think on these things. In other words, jump tracks and focus your mind on something different than what you're focusing on. So we change the focus point for a child. They have to jump tracks. They can't t- even talk themselves out of their anxiety. They just need to say, I'm going to stop thinking this way. I'm going to jump onto this other track that allows me to receive God's grace and his peace in my life. This takes work for anyone but it certainly takes work for children. I find that children change faster than their parents do when it comes to anxiety. But the reality is, uh, for anyone, this is, takes practice to learn how to think differently. Uh, yes. And so, mm. go ahead. Sorry, <laughs> you you did jump ahead because I was going to ask you, what would you recommend for parents? Because indeed, I agree fully with you that parents have a harder time changing or catching up to this than, than children do. And sometimes I feel that we parents can be um, more of a blocker somehow in, in that. So 
Um, yeah, if you could maybe uh, speak more specifically to how can parents um, give way to to help and, and and be supportive instead of uh, just you know um, try to help by talking their children out of the anxiety, that would really be helpful. Yes. Okay. So if a child is experiencing emotion of one sort or another, there, we have several responses that we can make as parents. And this is how we involve these seven tools we use in the biblical parenting coaching program. But one of them is to use relationship. Some children need to be comforted. Mm. When I talk to about a child who's angry, sometimes I'll say to a dad, one of your options here, you just need to know one of your options when your child's out of control is to say, come over here and give me a hug. Yeah. Let's breathe together and settle down. Relationship is so valuable. Comfort is one of the greatest gifts we give to our children. So being able to comfort a child can be really helpful. Having a child breathe with you or, or just be close to you. Uh, I think I'm sure this is why Jesus says, and I will be with you always, even to the end of the earth. There's a sense of you got this big task I'm giving you, the Great Commission, and I want you to know I'm going to be with you. You don't have to feel anxious about this. Mm. This um, presence of God in our lives is this relational tool that he uses for us so we can manage our anger. There are other times when we're going to use firmness with a child. We're saying, look, I'm sorry. What you're doing is wrong. Uh, you need to sit down right here, mm. and you need to settle your heart. Settle your heart and come back and see me when you're ready. Now, this is a completely different response because sometimes children, when you try to comfort them, won't receive the comfort. And they may need some firmness. And so and we use a completely different tool that says, uh, you need to just sit down and calm down. And we give children time to do that. It, it takes time to settle the heart. But it's surprising how much, when you create a structure like that for a child, you're really teaching them an adult skill. If you're out of control, I'm going to have you sit down and settle down. You can't go forward in life when you're out of control because what happens with emotional tension is that children want to try to solve the problem or uh, deal with this in a way with their uh, tension. And that's what creates harm in relationships. So when you have a child sit down for a moment and settle down and they get in the habit of doing that, wow, amazing things happen with them because they are able to settle down. This is a boring place. We don't have a fidget toy there. We don't have, we're not coloring or reading. They're sitting in a boring place and settling down. And they're welcome to come back. We don't, we're not setting a timer necessarily. We're saying, come back and see me when you're ready. So the child then helps determine the length of time spent there and their job. They're on a mission. Settle your heart down and come back and see me. Some children have a hard time with that, but, and so we use other tools. The point is, we have lots of different tools that we can use as parents. There's not just one good tool. There's not just one good right way to raise children. There are a lot of different ways and that are good and right. And so we want to take advantage of the ones that are best for this child. Parents will come to me many times. They'll tell me all kinds of good things they're doing. And I agree. They're doing good things. And I'll just say, you know, you probably just need to do some other good things because the good things you're doing aren't working with this child. So let's try some other good things. And we launch into some, some other exercises to find out what is going to work in this particular child's heart. So, you know, I've got, sometimes I'm working with a 16 year old girl who's dealing with, um, body issues or problems with, uh, um, things image. like, so yeah, body image, image or, or eating disorders, those kinds of things. So, 
what we're doing is we're helping these children know how to handle the stresses of life. This is hard. I, I do think one of the big things we do with teenagers, though, who are experiencing emotional turmoil is we try to uh, limit electronics. In some cases, extreme case, we even do an electronics fast. Mm. It's hard because we're not just talking about cell phones. We're talking about YouTube videos. We're talking about tablets. And many of these kids are using their computers for schoolwork and and uh but we but restraining the input of electronics can do a lot to bring um uh, some healing into a child's brain mm. and their heart from all of the stuff that's going on so we look for ways to do that as well so okay. I, I in this session we really emphasize the one spiritual tool of prayer and coming to the lord i think that's important the idea of jumping mm. tracks is strategic just you have to know that anxiety is a complicated subject and um, it does wreak havoc in children's lives. And if we start working on the heart and, and we start doing things from that perspective, parents can have a major impact on the health of their children emotionally. There aren't a lot of emotionally healthy people. One of the signs of an emotionally healthy person is that they can recover from upsetting situations more quickly. We tell kids that. We tell young people that. How are you going to deal with it when you start to feel upset? Do you know how to recover more quickly? We're going to work on that, and we're going to do exercises to practice it. And so we do, and that's when we see the success in children's lives. They grow in this maturity to be able to manage things more effectively. That's really fascinating, actually, that uh, I didn't know that, that it's about the recovery on when being upset. That shows how emotionally, um, how did you call it, uh, aware or... Uh, um, Emotionally healthy people. Healthy. Mm. Yeah. They recover from upsetting situations Mm. more quickly. Yeah. Very, very good uh, to know. And I think also for parents and for for children. And um, it's good indeed to to be intentional when it comes to um, taking steps, seeing your child struggling. Um, Biblicalparenting.org has a lot of resources that can help you get help. Uh, hope hope helps a lot especially children with anxiety um so do not uh, sit there um feeling uh feeling lost um if you are a parent a grandparent or someone um who has questions more questions about parenting um coaching or about tools we're using concepts we're talking about uh, do get in touch Dr. Scott, thank you so much for sharing with us today so valuable um, information-wise uh, lessons that that you have learned. And I want to um, make a note that we will be talking soon in a different episode about technology. And I know, Dr. Scott, you have um, a lot of experience working with children. So we are very excited to hear more about that in the next episode. Until then, Dr. Scott, any final thoughts? on um, anxiety-related, anxiety-related. Well, remember, what you're saying about hope is so important. And if we look at the scriptures in, in Romans chapter 5, verse 3 and 4, where does hope come from? It's the fourth word of four words. Suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. See, when I say we put children in controlled, uh, intentional, stress-producing situations, what we're doing is we're increasing the suffering level, not being mean to kids, but allowing them to experience some of life in and the challenges of life so that they can develop perseverance and the perseverance is is really the plan hmm. so the character can be developed and when character develops then hope is the result so 
Very important to uh, not just walk on eggshells around children that get angry easily or get anxious, but to move into this solution with a strategic plan to help these children to manage these things in their lives. It's just such an important area. My heart um, hurts for parents whose children are uh, plagued with anxious thoughts. And so, yeah, working with this is strategic. Let's keep working on it. And and we'll share more ideas in future um, episodes. So stay tuned here. Follow us, um, like us, and you'll hear more about the strategic tools that we offer at the National Center for Biblical Parenting. God bless you and hang in there.